Welcome to our weekly tech review, where we explore the latest trends, news, and updates from the world of technology. This podcast is the perfect. This podcast is the perfect source for staying up to date with what is important to know right now. With me today, I have Henrike from Free Tech Academy and Vincent from Update, and myself. Hi, I'm Tarek from Ideas Engineering. You can watch all episodes on YouTube or listen to us on all major podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcast while you work out, drive, or maybe even travel through space. So, and without any further ado, let's jump into the news. And today we have a kind of special situation because we are not going to talk about the general news because we are recording today on Tuesday, June the 6th. And all the Apple enthusiasts know what this means. This is the day after the WWDC. And I know for a fact that we three <laughs> were enjoying the show yesterday and had have a lot of impressions. Uh, maybe my first question is for you two. How did you watch the WWDC yesterday? Um, on my iPhone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, quite... Because I, I was on my way back home and then I um, started watching it. And then, I mean, it lasted two hours something. Yeah. Um, and I didn't switch devices in between. So, yeah. <laughs> I uh, watched it on Apple's website. I yeah. used to watch it on Apple's website long ago. Not every event was live. A lot of the events had to be downloaded via the podcast app yeah. in 2012 or something. Back and then, uh, and now I, on, and earlier, 2012 was iPhone 5. I did it on my iPod already. So 29, something like that. But uh, yeah, now it's uh, available on the website. I'm very happy about it. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Alex and I, we were literally sitting down. Uh, we, are, we are all situated here in Germany. So in terms of uh, time zones, it was like prime time in the evening. So uh, 7 p.m., I think. And we were sitting down and we had something to eat. And uh, we tuned it on our TV over the Apple TV. And we were watching it instead of like a movie or a TV show or something. It was literally like the evening entertainment uh, watching Tim Apple, <laughs> if, if you know, uh, if you do, do you recognize this joke with Tim Apple? It's like a Donald oh, Trump shit, joke. No, really, really. It was in, in the time uh, when Donald Trump was still president, uh, he had like a big meeting with uh, with um, Tim Cook and he was later, I think, at a press conference uh, uh, talking about this and he, he named him like uh, I was sitting down with Tim Apple <laughs> and this was one like a like a giant joke we appreciate it very much Tim Apple yeah okay oh wow but um, yeah. I was actually surprised speaking still of like mm -hmm. watching it uh, that later on I saw in my insta or social bubble so many people who watched it like also in public viewing or were yeah. even there in the US. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, the past years, I'm not aware that it was that big of a hype. So I was slightly confused or maybe I just didn't pay attention in the past years, but kind of doubt it. Anyway, so many people were watching it also in public viewing kind of scenarios, uh, which is uh, quite interesting. Right. Yeah. I think in the past, there were always like these fan people who are really, really excited about this conference. And sometimes I'm 
very confused about that because they are pilgering there and they are really celebrating and then it's about like new icons and uh i don't know a bigger screen on the iphone or something and i was always wondering what is the big hype i mean it's it's great products and everything but it's just like the next generation but i think this year was kind of special because everyone was expecting big news that we are waiting for for a very very long time and spoiler alert Finally, we got the big news that Apple is going to release not only like a new version of something or a new product, but actually a new product line, something completely new, something that we did not have for quite a long time. I think we, we talked about this yesterday, that the last big product line launch was the Apple Watch, which is already kind of <laughs> old news. And now we have the Apple Vision Pro. As a spoiler, we are going to talk about this today. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Vincent, do you, do you want to introduce the WWDC and uh, what your highlights were? Maybe. Oh, oh I can yes, switch uh, to the to the uh, to the article. Yeah, absolutely. Um, either to the yeah, exactly, perfect. To, um, I I think we can just briefly cover the WWDC as a whole. I mean, WWDC yes. traditionally is a software conference it used to be a hardware conference but specifically it is for software developers and um, for the ones who are with us for quite some time or not us but with with, with technology in general it wwc had uh, had a different name uh, before and it was called mac world so it is traditionally about mac uh, the macintosh and therefore usually big updates for the mac are announced there including the software outlook for the fall when the new software is dropping including and with together with the new iphone um and other devices it depends on when so they gave us an outlook for um the iOS for iOS 17 and the new macOS being called Sonoma. And I have to say that they were not underwhelming, but they also were not overwhelming. I, I feel like they, those up, the updates they're making to the software this year are, I would say, more like a soft update. Uh, it's a bit more customization abilities. Uh, I think iPadOS got the biggest bump uh, with smart um, PDF scanning. It was interesting because suddenly um, Apple was very keen on mentioning everywhere that an AI is supporting um, the, the new software everywhere. So that is kind of funny. I think the biggest updates besides that, well, watchOS also got a, like a decent update, but Besides that, I think the, the things that are the biggest one to mention is that there's a new MacBook Air. Apparently, Apple sees a huge increase in Air, MacBook Air sales. And um, I, I think we all get why the, the, the chip that's currently in there for the value is kind of great. And then uh, Apple did something that was long awaited, uh, which is that they updated the Mac Pro. And Mac Pro... Uh, is something that um, I think only the pros know. It is a stationary desktop computer that is extremely expensive because it is for the high, high, high end user. And um, this until yesterday was still an Intel-based Mac. And with that, the only Intel-based Mac that is state available, st was state available for, from Apple. And um, the 
what made it so pro or makes it pro is the upgradability. So it is a very regular case that you can open up and you can upgrade. You could put in more SSDs. You can put in an afterburner card. You can put in an audio card or what whatnot. Whatever you want to do, you can put it in there. There's a lot of PCI Express bots um, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So this year they uh, launched a one more M2 chip, the M line chip, which is M2 Ultra. Um, and M2 Ultra is the highline of what Apple is producing currently. And with that, they called the M chip lineup complete. So I think we can expect that this will stay in these lines for, for at least maybe one or two upgrade cycles. And um, they brought it to the Mac Pro. And with that, Intel is completely out of Apple products, which are selling. Um, and what I find so interesting about it is that the upgradability is not something that Apple is really known for. And the Mac Pro lineup, um, it was still, as I said, is something that upgradability is, is key of it. And now um, we've never seen how a silicon chip works actually with other devices right i mean it, how how does it work with additional ssd uh storage how does it work with more ram it, is that something that you upgrade still then because the intel computer macs were still working in this very basic model of if a gpu you have a, um, you have um a chip that runs it all which was i9 i think uh you had ram that you could upgrade and now I don't know how much of this upgradability is actually possible. I still have to dig into it. So that I think is really, really interesting. And then obviously, and I think that, yeah, that actually covers it. The biggest that thing then, obviously something that Apple was working towards also in the presentation is actually the one more thing that we, just as you said, heard the last time with the Apple Watch releasing, uh, yeah, the Vision Pro. So let's, let's dive into it. Yeah, and we were sitting on the couch and uh, we were waiting and we were waiting and nothing was happening. And uh, then when, when he stand on the stage and said one more thing, we were literally saying, yeah, we knew it, we knew it. Even though I would have bet against it because in the past years we were always waiting for this final announcement of jumping into... Of, of Apple, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's been you're a while. So you're so excited. It's been a That's yeah. why you yeah. drop everything. <laughs> and it's been a while that I was work that I'm working uh, with physical note taking. <laughs> Usually, I, I take everything like that. Oh, that is I so like interesting. And yeah. in, in, in our other podcast for everyone who's listening right now, we do have another podcast where it's a bit more chill. We also talk about tech. We also <laughs> talk about other things. Tyke, I will. I will ask why you do that. How, how how does it come that you're working with Fizzle Notebook again? I've never seen that before. I don't know. For some reason, I had the urge to take some notes with a pen on paper. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was I was watching content about uh, the Apple Vision Pro, and I thought like I want to write this down. And so I took like old school oh, my by pen the and way, paper. What do you think about the 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 about the uh, Enrique? Help me here. What, what? journaling. The journaling app, exactly. Well, Tarek, what do you think about it? Henrique think it's stupid. I like it a lot. What do you think, Tarek? Yeah, Break our tie. My, my, my thoughts were, okay, Apple is reinventing something that does not necessarily need to be reinvented. And so 
in the first glance, I think it's unnecessary, an unnecessary development. On the other hand, something that I really enjoy on my phone is, I think it's from Amazon. I'm using Amazon Photo as a as a like a photo uh, repository, and they what? Yeah, it's it's included in Amazon Prime, and so why why not? It's it's free, and I have unlimited storage for photography, so I automatically upload all my pictures See, up there. I have unlimited photo unlimited, storage yeah. as a Prime user. You oh. have unlimited photo storage, and it's uploading automatically. And so every every pic picture that I take, it's uh, it's uploaded there. And the one thing that I actually enjoy this uh, about this is that um, it tells me like on this day today, seven years ago, you were visiting this and that place, and let me show you like a gallery of. Im pictures that you took there and this is I, I kind of enjoy this even though i'm not actively journaling it is kind of a photo journal from this day and so i could imagine that actively creating this journal and filing this journal and then being able to go back to certain entries um it might be interesting even though i think it, it would be too much work for me to actively do this journaling so i, I'm, I really i'm so with this. you Tarek. and yeah. i want to clarify i never said that this is <laughs> totally useless or whatever i just said yesterday i do not see myself using it actively as it's supposed to be used i think what you just mentioned having this like automatic curation of things that happened you know putting it together and like me going in there having a look and being like you know, like happy about that and just, you know, use it as, uh, as some memory or whatever. But I do not see myself actively then adding notes to it on a regular basis. You know, like maybe I, I know myself, maybe I start with it and it's like, it's fun to do and whatever, but I, I won't, it won't last. So I probably won't be using it as it should be used. But I think this logic applies from the old world of journaling. I I, I know I, this is we're getting way too deep into that. And I mean, it comes just like Freeform, actually, with this new system update. So everybody who wants can go to system update on iOS and enable auto update. And with auto update, you can also enable a profile you want to choose. Usually it's set to standard, but you can set it to iOS 17 public but also to developer beta so if anybody's interested in what we're just talking about the beta for uh developers is out already uh, so uh check it out i obviously didn't do it uh, i will wait until public beta <laughs> i think it will come in july but anyways so um i think henrike and also tarek to you i i agree with you that this traditional way of journaling is nothing we're interested in if we're not already doing it because we actively have to open it up write it down or i don't know open an app type it in add a photo add anything the the, the the beauty of it is that this is different this time because when we're act let's be honest, our life is on that device, a big portion of our life. Photos on there, telephone is on there, WhatsApp is on there, work is on there a lot, at least for me, and browsers on there, uh, and a lot of apps we use. So I would argue a lot of our private life is on that phone. So now what journal will do it's not journal what is it called actually i don't know the the app but it maybe tell like you can scroll through the version see it but that what the beauty of it is is that it will automatically curate for you so we don't have to put in a lot it will automatically cure it and actually putting in a text is optional they will give you a prompt you can answer it but you don't have to and that i think is the beautiful part of it because 
that that means it will auto journal for you and that i think uh, it's called journal okay yeah so and i think that is the beauty of it because it will break this 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 traditional way of journaling uh, oh, and, and and make way for this automatically curated thing, just like Tyke, you're using your Amazon uh, photo library to scroll through it automatically. I, OneDrive does it too, actually. I do it sometimes true, very uh, too very true. But this will do it with much more than photos, and this is why I think this is not reinventing something that not that does did not need reinventing. And I think this is probably like the critical thing that it's doing it automatically because you won't convert, as you just said, you won't convert some th someone who did not do this into doing it just because it's from Apple, but actually having it like auto-generated, even though I, I can't really imagine how it's going to do this more than just collecting photos. Um, uh, yeah, I have to try. I, I, I can tell you actually yeah. how I will do this because it will take the it will take uh, auto auto take uh, exemplary text messages it will take notes it will take uh, FaceTime and and regular phone calls but hopefully and with my permission yeah. <laughs> not just like no, this is actually it is it is so it actually is so um, important th that the privacy of that that will stay stored just like face ID on your device hmm. so this will only transfer is only transferable somewhere else it's not going through iCloud because it is that private and they, sa they said that you can um, decide on which stuff, mm, okay. if they should really also track your messages or just your photos or whatever data you want to have in your journal. You yeah, can decide yeah. on that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I must admit that I was not 100% listening to all the details of this. Apparently feature. not, I was, I was so focused on what, uh, what was announced later because... Um, if you know me, you know that I am actually a VR enthusiast. And in 2000, uh, in, in 2020, no, in 2019, I bought like a gaming PC with a Valve Index as like the high-end VR solution because I was expecting this market to evolve and evolve and evolve. And in the past years, nothing big was happening apart from like the, the quest yeah as something that was kind of evolving and now with the with the apple vision pro we finally see like a new player on this market pushing it forward and there's one story that that i want to quickly tell you which i'm talking about for years and finally it totally makes sense because in 2018 i was at the Magic Leap Developer Conference. And this one was a conference in California where they were introducing the concept of spatial computing. You might have heard this yesterday on this conference that people were amazed about um, like this new thing of spatial computing. And I was thinking like, no, no, it's not that new. We are talking about this for years, but now Apple is inventing spatial computing. And with the same thing where they say, um, like the the um, operating system, I forgot the name, uh, Vision OS or something, um, where, where they Vision say- Vision OS. Uh, the Vision OS, it's the first for, uh, operating system built from ground up with spatial computing uh, in, in its mind. And I was thinking, yeah, it was the same thing in 2018 when uh, Magic Leap was introducing Lumen OS, the first operating system built from ground up for spatial computing. So no, 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 no. everything was uh, already in there and all their concept demos from entertainment over uh, like watching uh, uh, 
VR-generated uh, basketball game where you can move around and everything. Those were exactly the, the, the features that were presented with Magic Leap. And so basically it was a copy, one, one by one of all the concepts with a big difference that in 2018 we had all of these concept demos. They were not really working well and it was always like a little bit buggy and, and, and these things and with a way... Uh, worse resolution and everything and they did not make it to market right and their their first headset was at a price point of two thousand five hundred dollars it was already like uh, very expensive back then yeah and when i was seeing everything i i thought yeah um the creators of magic leap they must be furious watching this because apple is now releasing what magic leap was always planning to do exact almost with the same wordings at the same titles with spatial computing and everything yeah i think apple is just really good just really well it's, what apple is doing really well is that apple is taking things that are already on the market they're giving it a new name and putting it out there i mean yeah. silicon chips have been a thing before Apple and still they're doing it again. And uh, uh, 3D audio, spatial audio, these things exist for ages. And they took it, gave it a new name, done. Retina display. It's just a really high rev uh, high resolution display. But it's a liquid retina display, yeah, a liquid yeah. LED display now. Oh, yeah. Have we seen that before? Right. But they're calling it differently. And it's the same here. Yeah, and in the end, Apple is going to be the winner of this game. Yeah, Magic Leap still exists, but they do not have like the market authority of spatial computing. They do not have like a working, uh, consumer-oriented device on the market which people are act actually using for exactly those use cases that that Apple is showing right now. And um, but Tarek, when yeah. you went to this conference, yeah. And you have a lot of those. I know for a fact that you have. I think two headsets at home currently is yeah. am i wrong yeah uh, so no yeah what did you think <laughs> of uh, what did what do you think of vision pro i have a lot of thoughts and first i was very skeptical because i was expecting a price point of something like six thousand dollars or something um and <laughs> it was kind of exactly what i was expecting and the the biggest thing is the build quality this is what they are showing for the resolution of i think it was more than uh, 4k pixels per eye which is amazing which is exactly what, what, what we always uh, were waiting for and the lenses the special lenses that actually provide a field of view that is compatible with the human eye and this is something that i think no other VR headset was able to produce yet. You were always having like this limited field of view so that you were never really immersed in, in this in this um, in this realm. And this with the new headset is now done. They have a resolution that you can see without having like this this grid effect of um, the screen and without the limited field of view so you can really immerse then you have this this um, pass-through mode where you see the environment around you if you want to or immerse completely into the world and with the the trackers for your fingers and everything so technically they they did what apple is always doing they develop their devices until they feel they are ready for market people will be able to actually enjoy it without 
big limitations. But, but Tarek, you just yeah? ju you just ju jumped over before we okay, come to okay. the but. Um, you, can you just one more time maybe explain for the listeners who maybe are not so, I don't know, mm -hmm. they're not that deep into that world. You just jumped over at the tracking oh, for the fingers, yeah, the scanners. Yeah. Maybe can you can you uh, say one sentence about why this sounds like an easy thing but is such a game changer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in, in the past, we always had this problem that we have to have a, a sensor in these devices to track input. Yeah, for example, on my PC, I have a mouse and a keyboard, and those are like the standard devices. With these uh, headsets, these VR headsets, uh, we usually have controllers, like gaming controllers. You have them in their hand, in your hands, and you have buttons, and you can actually move them around in three-dimensional space, which is cool for gaming, for example. But if you want to use a headset like this in your everyday life, you do not want to carry a controller with you. And so the obvious thing is having some kind of tracking of your hands. And the prototype in the or the pretty prototypical implementation in former headsets was you have certain gestures. For example, if you want to swipe, you have like a hand movement. And usually these cameras have, uh, sorry, these headsets have their cameras in the front. And the, the big problem was always like you have to move your hand into like your visual display and you have to make your hand movements and yeah this kind and um, the apple headset they now have their cameras as or additional cameras on the bottom of the of the headset so it doesn't only see what you see in your front but it also films like your lab where you your resting hands are lying so if you want to let's say uh, make a make a, a selection on your screen you can do this by looking at the element that you want to select with your eyes because it is tracking your eye movement so you see the cursor or the app that you want to select and you make your like with your hand in your lap this this movement whatever it is that they selected as selection and then it can take this as as uh, selected so you do not have to learn like a library of crazy gestures but it simply observes your hands lying resting in your lap and so this is very user oriented where they say okay this is like an intuitive way of selecting things simply by watching your hands that are lying in your in your lap and so this is if this is actually working as expected i did not test it yet obviously uh, but if this is as they show in the demo this is amazing it's so simple and this is perfect apple yeah And I, I want to add to the visual part before we probably jump to yeah. uh, to others. What I really appreciate, and probably Tarek, you're with me here, they thought about us who are wearing glasses. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is always a pain, no matter what kind of device uh, there have been in the past. You know, It's always a pain to have it over your glasses and yeah. the collaboration they have with size making sure that you know you can include your prescription into the glasses to really you, you mm. can put that away and just have the vision pro um in front of you um that to me was like okay great they really thought yeah. this through and um didn't ignore us at this point right And again, I have to give kudos to Magic Leap because in 2018, they had magnetic inlays which you could use for uh, like prescription lenses that you put them in there. But it was back then, it was like a prototype. You had like, I think, two or three models that you can select and they did not have these contracts with size and the plan of rolling out for individual prescriptions or something like that. You had to take care of this by yourself. So they were 
already thinking about that, but it was not implemented. And this is exactly what I'm, I'm saying. Apple does not say, yeah, some, somewhere in the next years we are going to make a contract with size and then you might be able to add your prescription lenses in there. But at the date of the rollout, they say, this is the technology, give us your like, like uh, prescription data and we will supply you with the magic lenses. Uh, so I assume that they will do this, but at least like the, the framework is there. I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm really looking forward how they're going to roll this out in mm -hmm. the in Apple Store uh, because I'm sure they're going to do it online, of course, yeah. but I think this is something that first will sell um, via Apple Store because you need to try it out, right? Just like Apple Watch that sold because it was available in Apple Store. You could touch it. You can feel it. Mm -hmm. And so I am so excited to see how they're going to roll out their retail in their retail stores, how the how the retail strategy is actually going to look like. Yeah. But Tarek, you had a big butt coming. And yeah. And also some thoughts about it. <laughs> Let me tell you about my big butt. <laughs> <laughs> I like big butts. <laughs> no, the thing is, or the big bet that I, I had uh, with basically everyone was, uh, I as an enthusiast, am I going to directly order this device as soon as it is available? And the answer is no, I actually won't. Even though my biggest concern was it is going to cost like $6,000 or $8,000. It's cheaper. It's only uh, $3,500, $3, as they said, even though it is like $3,500 before taxes. And if you want to have it like in Europe, you have to like probably pay more. So it's going to be like $4,000 or $4,500 euros or something like that. So it is not... Uh, not a small price to pay. And as I said, it was already like a big thing to pay $2,500 for the Magic Leap back then in 2018. Yeah, so this is the one thing. But there are um, other considerations where you see that even though this device is market ready and this is working fine, and I'm pretty sure it, is, it has like an amazing uh, usability and uh, fun using it. Um, I, I read that it is still kind of heavy. So this bulky even though it is nicely designed and it's full of features and it works well it is heavy and you probably saw that they have this cable on the side and this cable is actually the battery so it, like there is like a battery dongling in this and you have to put it into your pocket or some somewhere um, because the headset is already that heavy that if you would integrate the battery in there it would become even hotter and heavier and so the usability would be even worse yeah and uh, so th those are small features where i would say yeah it is going to be better and slimmer and glider and maybe even cheaper over time and they are launching this new device now as the first edition of a new product line like the iphone one or iphone <laughs> what it was called right and so um paying right now three thousand five hundred dollars or let's say more four thousand five hundred euros uh for this device um it is for and i i also read this um uh, at some some bloggers that were there in the at the de actually developer conference part of the conference and they said um the target audience for this first generation is enthusiasts and the developers yeah? and so of course if i am an 
absolute Apple enthusiast or the absolute uh, VR enthusiast, I have to have this and I'm going to pay a lot of money for this. Or if I am a developer or developer studio, then I need this for developing apps or other integrated uh, systems with this, with this device. And so this is the target audience for this specific uh, um, implementation. And over the next five years, this device will be developed further and further. And so at some point of time, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to buy this, but maybe not the first edition because it is extremely um, uh, expensive and does not have like all perfection that we can expect in the next years. My hope my hope actually is that we um, will, since it is first going to be rolled out in Europe, uh, but my hope in the US, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Uh, my hope is that we will with the so first of all, the, the name Vision Pro suggests that there's going to be a vision. Uh, no, I mean, look at local Apple's lineup. There is going to there is a Vision Pro. There's an iPhone Pro, there's an iPad Pro, there is a Mac Pro, yeah. there's AirPods Pro, there's Apple Watch Ultra, not Pro. So I would I would argue that there is a budget headware coming. I'm not saying it's going to be the first one launched in Europe, pretty sure no. But what I think is, or what I hope is that by the time it comes to Europe, we're going to see the second version of it. And I actually very much second what you just said, Tarek, because I think it depends a bit on also the the device you look at uh, airpods did not necessarily did a, the biggest upgrade um i iphone i would say yeah but when you look at ipad there you can see exactly that the first ipad was bulky it was um had it not the best camera um it had no camera at all i'm sorry had not the best battery life um and then ipad 2 came and ipad 2 was actually 50 percent of this of the of the of the um the size in terms of thickness and actually came with a better camera and came with that was revolutionary came with a camera uh, camera and uh, a battery mm -hmm. so a big bad much better battery so i think i think you're very right about this yeah and and uh, yes i would have expected that the pro version would come later than like the initial version but you're totally right it might be that they start to impress with this particular device and then there will be a budget version without the pro for half the price or something like this. It could be. And with all, as we see with all the other devices, if they create like a product line, this means that there will be selections and configurability for, for us users in, in the long run. This is totally possible. I, I, I could see, I mean, when you look at the features right now, you see that the screen on the outside, for example, it makes the Apple Vision Pro as unique as it is. Mm -hmm. But I could potentially see that, for example, I don't know, say in in B2B or in education, you don't necessarily need that. And that, for example, when you, I, I don't know, I when you look at the articles uh, that I also shared in here, we don't need to open them up. I'm just saying when we put them into the source, um, people, the audience actually will be able to see that specifically this glass vision board actually was a huge step and a huge challenge in development. Yeah. Um, and also something that Apple's really careful about uh which is why for example they did not include fitness so when you look at the meta quest 3 fitness is one of the major one like major app super apps that they're actually including within with this new um device apple did jump 
um, over or did not mention Fitness Plus at all, even though it's a subscription service. As we all know, the major one of the major KPIs for Apple to grow. So um, services. So actually, it would make a lot of sense when they include Fitness Plus with a Vision Pro, just like with AirPods. But they did not, and the reason for that is because the just like iPhone 1 or iPhone 2, whatever you want to call it, um, the glass on the outside is so fragile in the moment, yeah. even though it is Gorilla Glass, as, I, as far as I understand. Uh, Apple is too scared of bringing people into the mode of, I'm going to do fitness with it, destroying it, sure. and then having a huge replacement bill. Um, so, yeah. Um, it, maybe these will go for a vision I don't know. Yeah. SE, a vision regular. I will see. Yeah. Or maybe even like a sports vision or something. Yeah. Uh, vision fitness. I can already yeah. see that. Yeah. I mean, I had the same issue with with the Apple Watch. Um, it's such a beautiful piece of of design and technology, and it's uh, it's it's expensive. And I always thought like, yeah, I would never wear this for sports activities because I'm going to break it and I'm going to sweat on it. But it actually is designed to be worn also for sports and you have like these fitness tracking uh, apps and everything yeah um, I, i'm still not doing it <laughs> but people are doing it and so maybe there will be a an addition which is like sweat resistant and uh, i don't know uh, does not break as easily also with the uh, stripe around the hat i think i read mm -hmm. one article where someone was like uh, yeah i tried it on and it messed up my hair it was too you can adjust it but it kind of still you know not the best probably yeah. solution probably so um also in a sports version that has to be taken care of yeah but that, that's a good point i read a lot of hate comments uh, like the, in the first hour after the release where people were mocking the design and they said it looks like ski skiing goggles and uh, with these animated eyes and it's so ridiculous and yeah i mean of course it is strange it is something new it did not exist up till now but we know apple and we know that they are a trendsetter and we know that they are not going to scrap this project within the next year because they say ah oh, we, we don't like it anymore they are going to go through with this and I mean, just remember, I just had the conversation today with a colleague and, you know, back then when they introduced the um, right, AirPods, exactly. everyone yes. was like, oh my God, so ridiculous, not going to use it. They will fall out. This looks stupid, whatever. Um, and now everyone uses it is and, exactly. and runs around with it. So Exactly. Yeah. And, and fun fact from uh, also, then again, insights from the production, Apple actually told all of them, so their suppliers for the Vision Pro. Uh, had said that um, it will follow a very similar path as AirPods did. Um, yeah, so AirPods doubled in the first year and doubled again. And they said they don't expect it to double, even though they ordered such a low amount of those headsets in the first in the first year that I think maybe the potential for doubling actually is there to the second year. But what I want to say is, I think Henrique that. That comparison actually is ideal uh, because even Apple expects this to sell like AirPods. There is so much more to cover. I mean, we didn't talk about FaceTime. We didn't talk about Freeform. We didn't talk about the ability to switch between AR and VR. 
But when we look at the time, I think I know. we're up for today. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it is so exciting. And even though we are usually not centered on these consumer product reviews, uh, I think it, this was really a super uh, impressive WWDC especially with this focus of this new device. And it's so sad that Chris is not with us in this particular round because he as our VR master, <laughs> he, I'm sure that he also has a lot of opinions. And so I could imagine that in one of the next uh, episodes of the Tech Review, we will come back to this device and see what might have happened until then in later news right uh, but until then uh, have a great day and see you next time at the tech review see you then bye